Good afternoon, crypto people, folks. Whatever we call crypties. What the heck do we call ourselves? Well, this is the Chillax Hour. This is Cavando uh, speaking to you. And this is we take an hour out of every day, three times a week. Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, 4 o'clock on the Supernet Radio to Chillax. And that's the chill and relax. That's the noon. Going for a new meme there. But uh, anyway, the uh, let's get to uh, what's going on uh, as we just take a look at what's, go, at what's happening and chilling. Now, the prices are everyone's concern, and the drop of uh, Bitcoin down to 266.26. Now, we all know that Bitcoin is a big, big dog in uh, the crypto space with the digital currencies. So how that goes uh, pretty much sets the tone for everything else and a lot of speculation on what's been happening with that getting up close to 300 and different merchants coming in and it can move 10% you know very very easily on uh, some news. So um, I know the analysts and people talking, uh, including James, about uh, Bitcoin uh, ups and downs of late, and they were thinking that it's it's either ready for a big breakout or uh, uh, a real uh, lowering, and the, the key elements would be 300 and 270. This is when it was at about 290. So it's dipped just below 270, so we'll keep a close eye on that and uh, see if uh, Bitcoin's going in the tank. And then uh, a lot uh, of the other prices, so goes uh, the big dog, you know, the rest of the uh, gang. I don't know, what do you call uh, a, a, a herd of puppies, you know, a bunch of puppies, a, a litter, the rest of the litter is uh but these are some of these aren't puppies you know ripple litecoin you're not puppies and uh litecoin's down just a tad uh 69 693,000 bitcoin dark 385,000 that's um you know that's uh, not not too bad in there i'd be a buyer there anything below a Four hundred thousand is a deal, a super deal. Four hundred thousand up to half a million is uh, is a reasonable price to uh, think about getting in. And now this is all about Commando's opinion now, so uh, do what you want. I see some boys talking about buying out there. Uh, Veracoin continues to hold pretty good, a little over six thousand, six thousand forty-nine. Uh, that next coin is forty-four fifty. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a reasonable price. Uh, that's a fair price on that, you know, of late. Uh, I'm a buyer if it dips down below uh, 40, but, you know, there's always plenty of next around, so I, I don't really accumulate that much of that. The, uh, now let's take a look at some of the other core coins that we have interest in. Uh, fiber coin, the newest edition is, uh, let me refresh that screen and uh, see exactly what it is. The last trade on fiber was 79058 and uh, the 
the, that's the last bid and the ask is they're asking 88 so there you know there's a large spread 10,000 in the bid and ask there uh, on a uh, on an 88,000 coin so you're talking about you know 12 percent spread in the bid and ask so uh, you know that so actually basically uh, Fiber is holding the doubling of it uh, went through uh, since it announced uh, its involvement in Bittercoin, in, in uh, Supercoin rather. Don't forget this Friday, I, I, would, I would speculate if I was going to buy some, if I had some coin and I was going to buy some today, I would buy some Fiber because the uh, news of Zero Trust is uh, if you've uh, been listening to Supernet Radio in the interview and following the Fiber folks, you'll know that Zero Trust is the first uh, revenue-producing uh, feature that they've come up with, and uh, it's going to be launched on Friday. They they uh, have a similar philosophy in Bitcoin, is that they didn't have any one super feature when they developed the coin and uh, wanted to get it all running nice and smoothly and staking along at five percent and then start to add features and they uh, kept the uh, number of coins low because it's a very rare coin only six hundred and twenty five thousand after the proof of work they're getting up close to uh, six I think it's six forty six thirty Six, getting up to six hundred in uh, six hundred and thirty thousand, uh, with all the staking going on, and it seems that the stake weight is. Uh, there, there, I, I thought I saw somewhere that the stake weight was a million, which is uh, people get confused with that because the stake weight actually is greater than the number of coins, and uh, that can happen because of people that are holding so you get a lot of holders on uh, and that's what this spread says too the 10% uh, spread that uh, a lot of people are holding not too many people buying and not a not a lively market and um, so we'll see with that alright now on to uh, let's take a quick look at Opal Opal is an interesting coin, and uh, they're uh, 2366. They've been uh, declining a little. They're down 17% in the last 24 hours. Uh, don't know what's going on uh, with that. Tech check the Opal channel and Slack bot and see what those guys think. And then the uh, other one is uh, VPN. That's that uh, Chinese-based uh coin that uh is a mystery to everybody and it's holding it's at 125 it's been between hasn't been below 124 since Cavando's been checking it uh religiously you know uh, during the, the course of the days over the last couple weeks and uh did get up a little higher than that but uh holding us which is uh you know, it's still a mystery what that coin is uh, is going to be, but it has to do with connecting to the internet, uh, bypassing ISPs, and uh, and that's why uh, you know it's one of those China-based things because they got problems with the internet and those uh, 
those the, the Chinese uh, authorities and uh, whether they can use it or not or what they're not shy those Chinese about shutting off stuff and uh, I don't know whether they're still doing it over there but I do know that it's been the habit of the Chinese don't get caught in Chinese jail on the wrong day fellas I know that uh, you know a couple times a year they they select a jail and they just go out and uh, take everybody out of that in that's in the jail in the lockup, take them down to the soccer stadium and hang the bastards. So that's not the day to get a traffic ticket and uh, be hanging out in the jail down there. Now again, some of Commando sources are dubious, but uh, you know they've been right and they've been wrong, but. Uh, why take a chance? And, uh, of course, you get your risk-reward in there. Now, speaking about the Chinese, the big news uh, today, earlier, was that Bitter is uh, back online. And we all have a uh, interest in Bitter. Actually, uh, it was this, uh, this post, this write, uh, was, 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 came on Bitcoin Magazine. It's dated March 12th. And uh, by Christine Harkin, who is a um, freelance editor and writer, communications consultant for Decentral.ca and uh, Decentral.tv. So, uh, don't know her, but uh, Bitcoin Magazine is, uh, I don't know an awful lot about that either. Uh, there's just so many Bitcoin things and people who think that they're news and got to watch out what's news and uh, what's views. And uh, people will use the media to uh, further their agenda. You know, just ask uh, Fox News and Rupert Murdoch. So anyway, um, well, Bitter is uh, in, in cahoots now with some outfit called JUA. I haven't been able to do a lot of research on this. Uh, now, JUA is a security firm of some sort, and they're, uh, there's been, uh, they're going to uh, uh, go over, they've actually, it's been a stock swap of some sort where a bidder has uh, uh, given some uh, interest to this JUA, and they're going to repay the victims of the attack. And uh, this new, uh, re new, uh, newly rebuilt bidder, uh, which is one of the largest uh, trading uh, altcoin trading platforms, has announced it's joined forces with uh, this JUA.com and stepping up its security system. And it's set for, and here's a plan for repaying all users who lost funds due to the recent theft. And on the security side, uh, this JUA is going to provide 100% cold wallet escrow storage of users' funds and gradually it'll take on hot wallet security for deposits and withdrawals. This isn't the first time that Bitter has worked with JUA and uh, since the hack uh, to review all security-related code and has completely rebuilt the trading platform's back end. That's what Bitter has done. And um, and JUA is also going to front the thousand Bitcoin interest-free loan to Bitter in exchange for shares. Now that's an interest-free loan um, for the purposes of repaying losses to clients. In turn, 
bidder also is pledged to seek further financing from other sources and uh, going to try to speed up the repay repayment on a timeline. I don't know. I haven't seen a repayment timeline. Uh, again, part of it is uh, difficult to get information about bidder because they are uh, Asian-based uh, or Chinese uh, clients, and there's a there, it's a gapper there language-wise. Uh, although I find their uh, English site uh, pretty uh, easy to understand and uh, works pretty well. Although I do not have an account. The um, now, they've also indicated, the two of them, that they'll be working together, uh, and this is a quote, to bring a new profit model and more services to bidder users. Uh, bidder said all future profits will be used to pay back the Bitcoin loss to users first until all the lost Bitcoins paid up. And at the same time, it's offering users one month of free trading on the site. Now, I knew that. That's... That was plastered on the site when it first uh, reopened for full trading. That must have been on or about the 12th. So now uh, the hack itself took place on a Valentine's Day. Pretty cozy there. I don't know if they have Valentine's Day in China, but uh, that could have been some uh, some of the, the hackers were had some jinxter in them too uh, did happen on the 14th of February that was a weekend as usual in these Bitcoin uh, altcoin um, dipty doos the uh, oh not the Peaky Blinders were invited involved in that Peaky Blinders territory there so I might the uh, Bitcoin was reported stolen uh, in, in one of the largest hacks in cryptocurrency history. Whoa. Uh, that, talk about dubious. That is a dubious distinction to say the very least. You don't want to be involved in that. The uh, bidder claims to have traced the stolen funds to the Bitcoin mixer Bitcog, Bitcoin Fog. Thanks to the efforts of security teams and the crypto community, but it's been unmade, unable to do anything substantial with the information. So what? You know, you know where the house is, you know where the fort is, but uh, you can't get in. And uh, I don't know, roll out the heavy artillery, man. Uh, is there any artillery to batter down a fort? Where can you go when you know they're in there? Uh, since the first days of the breach... And I must say, they do uh, get some plaudits for that, accepted full responsibility for loss, and has pledged to repay all missing funds. At one point, even considered selling all its assets to fulfill that commitment. The new partnership with JUA is designed to ensure that Bitter can move forward with some ho hope of future growth. Uh, besides being a specialist in digital currency financial services, security and storage, JUA.com also is affiliated with BW.com, one of the largest mining farms and mining pools in the world, accounting for 20% of global hashing power. That's, uh, that's a big outfit. BW.com. Man, you learn a lot reading about this stuff. One of the largest mining farms and mining pools. They're affiliated. It doesn't say how. But uh, that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of murk 
in the uh, murky, murk as in murky, uh, in the altcoin space because nobody knows anybody and there's no regulation and you can tell somebody and be doing the other thing and while one hand is doing something else and uh, press the digitation. Does anybody know what press to digitation is? Get on your Google, Google that in. I did have a, uh, for a while there, when I first started this gig, I was doing a, uh, I was giving away coins every day. Yeah, baby. And uh, people like that, they would call in and uh, they would uh, chat in and give their answers to the things. And uh, I, t but it, what, it got to be, you know, a race to, Google, who's could get the fast, who got the fi fastest fingers. So, uh, press the digitation. That means juggling. A juggler is a press the digitation. Pre pre press the digitator. So, uh, and you know, there's plenty of those in the world at large. And, you know, there's, uh, I mean, it's just like, when a new casino opens, having been uh, down in the, hanging out da down in Atlantic City in the early 70, mid 70s, when the first casino came in, first casino opened Atlantic City in 1978. Commando was there for the grand opening, and uh, they opened up one and another. And I'll tell you one thing, and having and, and getting to know some casino people, the first night that a new casino opens, every whore, gambler, con man, sleight of hand artist, prestidigitatious scumbag, cheater, a slickster in the universe shows up the first day because um, a lot of mistakes being made, the staff is unsure, and as, uh, as a matter of fact, as the uh, casino uh, continue to open. There was a you know, a uh, there was a, a drought of certified people to work in the casino business, dealers and things like that. So that made it all the better for the the uh, the tricksters to come in. And uh, I got some interesting stories uh, about that. But uh, you know that's another whole story there. The um, of uh, Cavando's uh, wild and woolly days down in Atlantic City, my friends. Woo-wee! Crazy. Lots of, uh, the, the national, the, the uh, state uh, animal down there is the horse. And uh, people, uh, if you uh, live in New Jersey and uh, Lutz, I mean, he's got the typical New York idea about the Jersey guys. They can't be trusted. And that's another whole deal, the people in New Jersey, uh, although for the women, I, I, I like them Jersey girls. Uh, I remember I've, I was nuts about one in particular. I called her my Jersey tomato, and uh, that she was. And uh, the Garden State, they got some of the best cantaloupes down there, and uh, especially that southern portion of the state. You know, people think that Kearney and Newark and... Uh, that upper part of the state is where uh, is New Jersey, and it isn't so. Although there's some quite nice spots in uh, up New Jersey, uh, the the National Equestrian Team has their headquarters in uh, Basking Ridge up there, uh, which is in northern Jersey. Um, you know, Princeton, pretty nice territory there. 
uh, and uh, well, you've got Ballas for All is uh, in New Jersey. They got a couple of three courses. They play the U U.S. Open there all the time. They got uh, if you're a golfer, you got Pine Valley, which is a little known mecca of golf, privately uh, built in uh, the early uh, 20th century and um, very, very exclusive, well kept and uh, will never be a uh, never be used for any kind of venue because it's really target golf. It's out, it's out in the Pine Barrens of uh, New Jersey and uh, beautiful out there. I've never played but that's uh, that's a place I've always wanted to play although my golfing days have been uh, cut back quite a bit because of uh, my health concerns and, uh, and all these things are in New Jersey. You know, I know Juan Jaworski, the Eagle's Nest. He's got a golf course down there in, in New Jersey himself. And, of course, they got the Jets, uh, the New York Jets, football Jets, and the uh, Giants. They play in New Jersey. Uh, and, of course, uh, great racing, horse racing, and, and a horse industry in New Jersey, Colt Snack and all of that. I love my time down in New Jersey. Uh, spent 10 years down there. Uh, loved it. Got to, boy, they got some tomatoes. Man, I, you make a tomato sandwich out of those beef sticks. Really, really good. And again, the cantaloupes were luscious. They got, they got it all going with those vegetables down there in Jersey. How did I get talking about that? Well, that's Corando for you. So that's uh, that's the news on the bitter hack. Uh, again, the way it, the the reason that uh, I'm paying so much attention to that is it's news, and some people might have uh, funds in bitter. I'm, I'm sure they do. Uh, some people have said they've lost some. I think it's Joal has got ten bitter, uh, ten Bitcoin that was stuck out there. Wonder if he could send in some stuff or anybody who does on if there's a. Make people aware of any payback plan. I mean, they say they're going to pay it back, uh, but uh, you know who's going to get what when is always a question, and how much. Uh, so if there was uh, seven thousand stolen, so one percent would be fourteen. One thousand is loan that they're getting, so that'd be fourteen percent. Does everybody get fourteen percent, or? to uh, some people get some and they pay off a little here or you know there's it just just gets to be a mess it'd be interesting to see if bitter makes it through this despite all of this uh, again it's still going to be a centralized exchange some of these security upgrades that they're talking are addressing the but they're they're band-aids the, these are band-aids to the central uh, centralized uh, trading idea um, and uh, they're going to fall victim. I mean, you got to remember that Supernet is uh, not the only uh, decentralized uh, trading uh, platform, uh, although it, it, Supernet is much more than that. But Instantex, it, which is providing that, and then multiple gateway, and then Atomic, and uh, all of those things uh, are not the only ones. So it's uh, going to be interesting, but I don't see any centralized trading platform uh, staying in existence for people who are wise and can know the industry and get involved. And why would you even think about keeping your coins on a centralized at, in jeopardy 
when they can be in your wallet all the time, which is the safest place of all. So, uh, all right. And uh, Commando tries to practice what he's preaching, but I still haven't been able to get that VPN coin working, VPN wallet. I'll talk something a little bit about wallets when I get back, but I'm going to take a quick break here. Coming up on halftime. And in the true uh, mention of the word, in the Chillax Hour, I'm going to play a song from uh, one of my favorite bands still around, making quality music. Not sure when this song was actually written and played, but this is a live version of a uh, little bit out of the genre that you expect from this group. But uh, here we go with a tune called Song of the Wind by Santana. On the Chillax Hour.
There you go, a little chillax, and you can't chillax to that. I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice mid chill. No, it's uh, got a little action, and uh, you can sit there and listen and uh, chillax. So, uh, getting back to uh, what's going on, uh, I was happy to see uh, some action earlier today in the uh, Bitcoin Dark channel with uh, Tosh was having an issue with his uh, wallet, which was uh, with the um, the tenor of his conversations was there must have been a good chunk of change in there because he was worried he couldn't get in there. And within a very short time period, uh, quite a few people came to his aid and his aid and were offering him solutions, uh, including James, the lead developer of the old supernet and the big muhaf in uh, in the supernet uh, environment. So, uh, and they got those things worked out. They were going back and forth and all sorts of stuff. Then it turned out that uh, Tosh uh, had the wrong user. Uh, wallet up and uh, was getting uh, the wrong signals so uh, the software was behaving exactly how it should so uh, and uh, Toch uh, you know fessed up he said you know I just been up too long dangerous uh, staying up these long periods and we all know what that means you end up doing uh, something really silly because uh, you haven't gotten your rest so uh, Let's uh, not forget to uh, do do that, but I'm sure that uh, we'll all fall victim to that. I, I keep doing it on a weekly basis now, not getting the rest I should because there's just so much to do. You get it, It's addictive, this computer stuff. You get on here and you just start clicking away, and uh, all of a sudden it's 4 a.m. So, uh, you know, you, and you got to get up at 7. So, um, that's the way it is traveling south. Now, another interesting thing about the SuperNet uh, and a new uh, version of the uh, beta is out, and anyone wants to join in the testing, uh, you can get out to the V1 Testers channel and download that uh, right at the top of the topic and um, try that uh, new uh, SuperNet and uh, interesting thing when it opens up is uh, even just the working on the appearance of the thing too with uh, there are now uh, flags, international flags as the US flag of a uh, was a combination US Brit flag and uh, let me see, do I have my SuperNet client open? I get out there every once in a while, I do some testing and uh, and that's where uh, SuperNet and Kavando hope to be of its most value uh, to SuperNet when the um, when it's actually up and running and um, new newbies are coming in and they want to know how to run this stuff and what better than uh, uh, the oldest man in crypto uh, trying to figure out how to run this stuff and then explaining it to people in uh, the, the, the inimitable way that he has. Uh, if you're not getting, you're not catching on, that's Cavando. So anyway, uh, these flags are a um, pretty interesting thing. Uh, international flags on there, and somebody mentioned that, how it was a nice touch. And then Damelin, who's a very interesting fellow, 
with uh, his view on how the world is uh, controlled by the masses, uh, by the powers that be, and uh, subliminally in every other way. And he said that uh, there is actually an official size of flags that uh, are used uh, internationally by international convention every uh, of course according to Damon every country has a uh, rules about these matters and he actually posted the ones uh, and there uh, a lot of them are uh, have uh, what's the word I want are uh, bent towards the military because of, uh, you know, for truces, uh, you need to honor flags. And it was originally done by uh, traders would, would come into a port and uh, they would have their flag up. And uh, you might be, say, a um, Egyptian ship sails into uh, uh, Rome, the port of Rome, and... Uh, if you say, well, Rome is is in a is in a port, you know, it's on a river. Well, they actually uh, have uncovered very recently a huge um, a, a super highway, is what it was. Uh, quite frankly, uh, roads and uh, there was a canal that was actually built from uh, the city itself to. Uh, the shoreline where there was uh, huge markets and uh, unbelievable uh, tonnage of goods and uh, commodities that moved through, uh, you know, that port. And uh, so anyway, uh, so someone comes in and shows up there and uh, there's a certain sovereignty uh, to the flag that was recognized internationally. Uh, so, uh, it seems that, uh, the, uh, people do take, uh, flags, uh, personally and, uh, sacred. Uh, I, I know one thing that, uh, I love the old stars and bars, man, at stars and stripes. I mean, there's nothing I like to see, uh, better than, uh, laying in the bush and, uh, having some, uh, Trip 111 comes shooting down out of the sky, or a Phantom. Uh, in those days, it was Phantom F4s, mostly Air Force guys, come flying on down and drop a few bombs on those motherfuckers that uh, were giving us a hard time. And uh, you're down there, and man, he comes screaming in there, kick the afterburners, and right before that bomb or uh, that drops, you hit this huge crack. Must be them hitting the jungle canopy or something, you know, the bomb. You hit this crack, followed immediately by a huge explosion. And it doesn't matter, Kavando will tell you right now, it doesn't matter how many times you've been under attack, how many times you've been present with near bomb droppings or, uh, you know, tactical uh, situations. You can be as prepared for it as you want, but man... It's always bigger and larger and louder, and uh, uh, it just shakes the freaking ground, man. It's unbelievable when they drop a 500-pounder. It's uh, incredible. D doesn't matter. You can get ready all you want, and uh, they're big. So anyway, uh, 
we are talking about bomb runs and uh, and we're trying to chill. So what Kavano chills every day because after those kind of experiences, it's uh, it's nice to chill. Every day is a chilly day for Kavando, and uh, sometimes people turn the heat up, and uh, it doesn't work with Kavando. So, because uh, who gives a shit? You know, after that, <laughs> it's all a good day. So, anyway, uh, let's see. What the heck was I talking about? Oh, the flags. So, uh, the flags, uh, man, you'd see that flag on the, on the tail of the, uh, of the F-4 as they went away. Or that big round star with the two banners coming out of each side, man. And I'll tell you what, I felt good seeing that. So, um, so now the other thing that came to Cavando when they were talking about that was now that's why there, there was uh, such a, uh, a a thing out on the high seas in those days with fl the fl flying the flag of your country and people would stay away and whatever and then that's when uh, pirates were such uh, were were so hated and vilified. Because they would fly uh, the flag of whatever country they want, and they come sailing right up to you and say, "Good day, mate," and then drop the drop the uh, flag, and uh, all of a sudden it's a pirate flag of their own uh, making. This black flag with a skull and crossbones. So, not only were they, you know, stealing and uh, raping and pillaging and plundering. Across the Spanish Main, but they were they were sullying international law and making a mockery of society in general by flying those flags and using them in, in, in deceptively to uh, sail up to uh, these uh, vessels who would think that they were uh, doing the right thing. I mean, who would? It's like who would do such a thing? these days with some of these crazy terrorist acts and people shooting up uh, buildings and schools and stuff like that. Who would do such a thing? And that's, I guess, what pirates must have been like. To who would do such a thing? You know, pretend that you know, run a f sail under the flag of uh, Spain and uh, uh, come sailing right up and then drop a flag and uh, take a Spanish uh, warship or or uh, freighter or a cargo ship uh take it as a prize so uh crazy times back there and that's where those flags are and they're 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 uh, a particular size and according to Damelin, anybody that uh, would go to that site and visit it who was in the know who was on the team about international politics and law would um, would if they saw those flags and there's a little few there's a few design things that are in them too uh they do have ceremonial versions of flags with fringes all around and uh i've seen some of those at uh at different uh highfalutin parades and uh things like that they mean different things as well uh the um so anyone who sees that international law, it would, it would be a, a, a stature that would be associated to the uh, presenter of those flags who was using those. Uh, so you get like instant um, 
Ah, jeez, what's the word? Uh, credit, instant cred, instant credibility, uh, just by having a particular style of flag on there, meaning that you are aware of the international conventions and trading, you know, in this stuff. The, jeez, uh, I had another thought. Oh, when you talk about the ceremonies with these crazy flags with the fringes and all this other stuff, uh, the, uh, I'd like to clear something up about the 21-gun salute. And uh, the only 21-gun salute people get, people, is uh, for uh, heads of state and presidents. That's the only people to get a 21-gun salute. John Kerry, you know, Secretary of State, he shouldn't get any kind of salute as far as I'm concerned. But uh, he doesn't get a 21-gun salute. You know, he's not the head of state. When you see, like, at a, 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 some of these TV shows and they have a funeral of uh, someone or a police officer, police officer funeral and uh, some of these things, and they have these uh, ceremonial uh, firings of a salute to honor uh, the fallen uh, brother or sister, and uh, it's not, not a 21-gun salute. You know, there are various ones. Usually it's seven, and uh, it's, uh, it's not how it goes. I, I learned that from a TDY, temporary duty, when I was in the service. We used to, uh, they used to grab guys out of the barracks for TDY, uh, funeral TDY. You know, they needed pallbearers to go out and uh, bury some of those guys during the, when I was in the service. I, 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 don't, I think they probably have, of course, there's not as many people dying today. You know, people think that this is terrible that uh, we got 10,000, about 10,000 uh, KIA, American KIA in Afghanistan and Iraq in the last 10 years. And 10 years of the Vietnam War, there were, you know, 60,000, 60,000 dead, 10 times as many. Uh, 2,000 died in the uh, first four hours of the assault on Normandy Beach. Uh, if you can imagine, you know, that level of carnage. Uh, you know, I've been to that beach myself. Uh, so anyway, we're getting into a lot of talk about warfare today. I wonder why that is. Uh, must be something in the moon, in the air. The, 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 the stars are aligning. We're getting ready for springtime, although it's a cold one today here. On Cape Cod, been a little warm, a lot of snow melting, but uh, so that's the thing going on. Those flags, they look good. They're making it look good, and the uh, there's now a uh, close button up on the right hand corner, a big X that all it it uh, kind of functions to Cavando's way of thinking like a back button as well. Because if you try a transaction uh, there, now uh, all of these transactions are not up and running. Remember, this is a bare bones wallet. And uh, there isn't any cross-chain trading taking place. I see some talk about that uh, uh, as yet. And, uh, folks, uh, all of the uh, fog and uh, unknowing of what the Supernet is all about and trying to understand the concept itself and then turn it into reality, it's coming to uh, the fore now. And uh, we're going to have a product. We're going to have a supernet. And it's going to do a lot of things. But what it does and how it does it and 
are, there, are, are is still up in the air. I mean, it's being created as we speak. It's being coded. Now, the first thing they needed to do was get the MGW, a multi-gateway built and functioning. The second time is they the th second thing they needed is an Instadex, the Instadex uh, trading uh, platform, decentralized trading platform that has to be built and uh, up and running and tested and bug free. All of these things have to be bug free. It's not, this is not a fly-by-night outfit. This is not what the product of SuperNet is going to be in the final analysis when it's launched. It's going to be together, bug-free uh, uh, bug as any program. Talk to Microsoft. You want to talk how long bugs can take but uh, in patches. But we want to avoid any patches and make it bug-free before it's, it's launched. So you build the multi-gateway, you build the instant decks, and then there's this atomic that talk, talk, that takes care of cross-chain trading. So you can be able to trade um, through the instant decks um, platform. You'll be able to trade Bitcoin Dark for VPN right there. You know, you'll be able just to elect it. Now you need the cross-chain trading for that. And then it's my understanding that, again, this is what, what, what I see. If they're talking about being able to trade anything for anything, I mean, I, isn't that what a sale is? And, and you can go out to freebie server now through SuperNet and, uh, and buy stuff out there. And isn't that trading? You know, we call it the sales, but, you know, you're trading... Uh, VPN for or whatever they charge most people are buying and selling in next I imagine they're about Bitcoin uh, I did make a purchase out there for for uh, but again it was uh, early in the process and again a lot of those things aren't uh, aren't up and running you'll see that stuff uh, notations out there but we need testers now to get out there to uh, test it. Now, getting back to uh, one thing I want to mention, uh, I got off the track there about uh, Bitter is the J, the J wallet is ready to go. That J Lite wallet is ready. Uh, Jones is chomping at the bit to release that, and uh, he's got the release uh, attached to uh, the the actual release release of the product for use. Uh, as uh, tied to the release of the uh, asset. And uh, the asset release is tied to uh, the dividend. Uh, Jones, it's uh, the J asset is, you know, it collects, uh, it's a money-making thing. It's a revenue-producing uh, item that uh, produces revenue and it's distributed to the owners of the asset, J which will be on sale on the asset exchange once it's issued because anybody can create an asset on the next exchange. That's the wonder of all this thing. It's like creating your own trading, your own company, your own stock company. Christ, you can go out and do it for five, uh, for five next. You can create a currency out in the MS uh, feature on in the next wallet. So uh, anyway, uh, Problem is that they were getting ready to drop the uh, wallet, the J wallet, when the uh, 
bitter hack happened and there were at the time there were 40,000 shares of supernet uh again it's traded as unity on um bitter uh that were on the bitter exchange and it was closed down totally for a period of time and then it wasn't trading this and it wasn't trading that it's now completely open and as my opening comments about uh, they're going to pay back everybody, so you should be able to get in there and get all your coins out of there that you want. You shouldn't be keeping anything out there. It's centralized. I don't know if people will learn their lesson, but at any way, the, uh, so it was decided that not to issue the J dividend, the J asset, uh, and drop the J wallet, because of the fact that 7.5% uh, of the asset, the J asset, and 7 point, it's been given to the uh, Supernet, uh, the fund that is the Supernet, that, that serves as, um, as the, generate, the, the profit generating uh functions that the supernet has seven and a half percent given to supernet and uh, seven and a half given to next venture and then five percent to jl hodl uh and so 20 percent of the uh asset was uh basically donated to um those uh particular entities and though and so at you know, there's a million uh, J that will be issued, so 75,000 will be going to next, uh, next venture, and 75,000 to uh, super, uh, Supernet, and uh, let's see, 5% would be 50,000 go to JL Hoddle, and there'll be any, any dividend, any profits that are generated through those shares will be parceled out to the owners of Supernet, Next Venture, and JL Hoddle. That's the interesting part. That's the genius of uh, James. Uh, this uh, this inter-sustainability among uh, supernet um, entities. So uh, all of that's going on. But anyway, the uh, it's been decided. It was decided not to drop the J wallet because of the forty thousand. Uh, supernet that were on there wasn't sure if those uh, if they would re the owners of those uh, 40,000 would receive their dividends uh, or uh, if they would be short stopped and grabbed by somebody else it was just like an unknown situation so it was basically decided that uh, and then people started thought hey we want to do this well, what's going to happen and all this talk then they eventually ended up trading uh, withdrawal of the assets. So it was decided that um, when the forty thousand, if it got when it got down to five percent of that amount, which is uh, one percent of the total supernet in existence, uh, eight thousand one sixteen, um, the uh, is the amount of uh, when. When the amount of unity reaches that number on the bidder exchange, then the uh, the J wallet will drop and the asset will be issued and we'll go from there. Uh, I did get someone was kind. Lutz uh, scouted up 
the um, next cold wallet for uh, SuperNet or some wallet address that supposedly holds the um, the the Unity uh, SuperNet that's on Bitter. Uh, I tried to get that thing working. I, I couldn't get it to work. Uh, I got to get some coaching on that and uh, do some more. Either that or just, you know, bang around till I figure it out. It's uh, just so much stuff to do and so few hours in the day. And, uh, you know, Cavano fills up his time trying to do this and do that. So um, I don't know what it was down to. The latest reports are there's still 20,000 of uh, Unity uh, SuperNet on uh, Bitter. So we're, you know, they've got a ways to go until then. The uh, SuperNet newsletter is out. And uh, if uh, you haven't subscribed to that, you go to supernet.org or supernetradio.com and uh, down at the scroll down to the bottom of the page and uh, comes out bi-weekly. Uh, pretty, very, not, not pretty well done, very well done. Uh, 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 Penzel uh, is, uh, I think, is the primary... Uh, a person who organizes that and puts that all together uh, gets a lot of help from Cassius uh, Ludum and uh, some of the other Nexter people. Uh, a lot of cross uh, cross pollination there in the SuperNet Next Bitcoin Dark uh, realms. So uh, the SuperNet uh, newsletter has been terrific. It's, it's uh, always getting a little better. It's got a nice little uh, got a nice logo. Uh, with uh, tweets and all of that, and it's the uh, you know the big the announcements I've gone through of the fiber coin that's getting to be old news now. I just went over the fact that the beta uh, version 1.1.3 light wallet is available for download, but don't be expecting a lot of features. But do again, do get out there and uh screw around with it and get to know it, get familiar and make suggestions because that's uh, what the testing period is for. The, um, there are, uh, if you do make deposits, there are limits, uh, not limits, but uh, what do I want to say, um, fees and uh, minimum withdrawals and uh, deposits that you need to make. The uh, Bitcoin uh, dark, you have to you have to be transferring uh, at least a half, 0.5. Veracoin is Veracoin and Opal are 50, 50 Veracoin or Opal to, to deposit and withdrawal there, um, and uh, Bits is uh, you know Bitshare is 500 and VPN was 5,000. Uh, the next phase will be to uh, get Fibercoin in there so they can be uh, transferred, uh, bought and sold, deposited and withdrawal from that wallet. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I like to get Jones on uh, for an interview and find out what the differences is between that wallet and... Uh, and the uh, this the SuperNet light wallet's going on. It's my understanding that uh, you don't need 
the uh, doesn't have it's a, a true light wallet where it doesn't have the you don't need the whole blockchain uh, on your uh, device so maybe that makes it work better on mobile devices or uh, I know people are really uh, excited about it and plus have that technology will work for all coins, it's my understanding also. But again, it's all uh, what you hear and what people say, and that can always be uh, very, very different when this stuff uh, comes to pass. Uh, also, the clock is really ticking down on uh, Ethereum. Uh, I got some information on Ethereum, and uh, basically they're saying that they will be uh, having a launch uh, uh, sometime in the very near future before the deadline because their promise was to have something by uh, the, during the winter of 15. Well, the winter's coming to a close, people. So uh, the 21st, 22nd, it will, astrologically speaking, it will no longer be winter. So, uh, and uh, they've got some code names for uh, their names of uh, they're, they're going to release in three or four different levels. Uh, their first level is called Frontier, and uh, you got to have been involved with the program a certain amount of time, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to have a uh, a very high level understanding of the coding and uh, construction. Uh, and uh, structure of the Ethereum model to uh, make this frontier work. So that's going to be their first start. Uh, if, and again, uh, I'll, I'll check into that and I'll get back to you that on Friday. That's That interests me and should interest anybody. And I, I, I hope the thing works. You know, it'll be great. What's good for crypto is good for everybody. What's good for Supernet. Uh, what's good for Ethereum is good for Supernet. So, uh, but again, I'm a skeptic until they till they make it happen. I've seen too many things come and go with uh, people talking and walking, and uh, they're not in step. So it's what you do, not what you say. That's one of Cavando's rules. So uh, anyway, that is going to be it, and I got to learn not stop saying anyway. Uh, that must be boring the hell out of my listeners, and uh, I certainly don't want to do that. Well, thank you much, and Kavando uh, out for another session of the Chillax Hour. I'll be, as usual, putting this up on SoundCloud, SupernetRadio.com, uh, 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 flagship of the Supernet Radio Network. And until uh, Friday, another Chillax Hour, 4 o'clock, three times a week we do with people. So join me again at 4 this Friday, a couple days, you know, 48 hours, 47 hours from this very instant. So, what the heck is going on there? Get that the hell out of there. Uh, peace out.